This is the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast with Charlie Bagley. Lots of big news over the last five days of free agency, but first off, let's go with the, the New York Jets. Uh, latest free agency acquisitions and some other headlines from the week from our favorite franchise. So the first uh, Jets signing of the week actually happened like I want to say 10 minutes after I finished recording the uh, the podcast on Monday. But the Jets signed linebacker Drod Davis from the Lions. Davis was a uh, was actually the 21st pick in the draft in the 2017 draft and for for uh, the uh, Detroit Lions. But he never really caught on. His first season. Played 14 games. He uh, he played it played played pretty well, and after that, that's when Matt Matt, Patric- Matt Patricia was hired, and he kind of fell out of favor. He wasn't really a scheme fit, and uh, I guess that Patriot Patricia defense, and his play steadily declined along with his uh, his playing time. But those around the league believe uh, the Lions were, were were not u- utilizing Gerard Davis to his maximum potential. And it looks like Robert Sala is going to have a chance to rejuvenate some careers here with some of these free agent signings, especially on the defense. So after Gerard Davis, the the Jets went and signed Corey Davis, wide receiver from the Titans, another former first-round pick. Corey Davis was the fifth overall pick in the 2017 draft, selected right before the Jets drafted Jamal Adams at six. And Davis, is a, he's a very interesting player. Um, when he first came into the league, the first few years, he t- kind of took some time to get used to the NFL. He didn't have some great numbers, but this past year in 2020, in the, the last year of his contract, because the Titans declined his fifth-year option, he had career highs in catches with 65, career high in yards with 984, and touchdowns with five. So Corey Davis is going to have a chance to be the wide receiver one in this Jets offense. He's easily probably the best receiver on the roster right now, besides maybe Jameson Crowder. And I'm really excited to see what he's able to do with uh, Mike LaFleur and that and that offense we got going. And we just got to find out who's throwing over the ball now, right? Next up, later that night, the Jets signed defensive end Carl Lawson from the Cincinnati Bengals. Carl Lawson is uh, easily one of the most underrated pass rushers in the NFL right now. Um, if you look at his stats, he doesn't have a lot of sacks. But what he does have is... The, uh, the second highest quarterback hits since 2019, second only to J.J. Watt. So the issue is Lawson, he, he, was, he wasn't, it's not that he wasn't getting to the quarterback, he was, he was just getting there a few seconds too late, right after he threw the ball. And I think the, the biggest issue with, with this when he was in Cincinnati is that there was no, nobody else there to put pressure, uh, at least from the interior or from the other side of the line. And I think... He's gonna be. He's gonna absolutely flourish in, uh, in in the role that Robert Sala has set up for him, with with Quinn Williams, John Franklin Myers, uh, Jabari Zuniga, all of all of these these players on the defensive line with this pass rushing prowess. They, they can all all push the line and and, and get it moving. But there was, the problem with the Jets defense last year and the year before that, and ever since we we lost John Abraham is that there was no one on the edge to finish it off. There was no one on the edge who could finish the play and, and, and utilize the, the pressure that's being put on to finally get that sack. And I think Carl Lawson is going to have a breakout year this year. I think he's going to be considered one of the best defensive ends in the league. And he's just got so much talent. And I, I cannot wait to see what Robert Sala has in store for him on this Jets defense. 
Next move the Jets made after signing uh, defensive end Carl Lawson was signing Saints cornerback and special teamer Justin Hardy to a three-year deal. Hardy, who is listed as a cornerback, is is more of a special teamer. He plays uh, gunner on punt return, and he's just an absolute beast. Um, according to some things I've seen online and some uh, some highlights I've watched from him, he's one of the only players in the NFL who gets 10 yards of uh, of, of cushion off the line of scrimmage going off uh like as he's chasing down a punt and that's pretty impressive considering you know how many different gunners there are in the league and how many players play this position and he, and I, I from what I've read he's easily one of the best in the NFL and I can't wait to see what Brand Boyer does with him Hardy great player good signing can't wait to see what's going on with that the Jets signed wide receiver Keenan Cole to a one-year contract Cole's he's some good wide receiver depth. He he played well for the Jaguars last year uh, because they had some injuries. I know DJ Chark went down for a few games and he really stepped up, made some nice catches. Um, he's good depth. I, I think it's fine if he's our wide receiver four. But um, like I said before, with the Corey Corey Davis signing, we just gotta wait and see who's gonna be throwing him the ball, and uh, I can get more excited about it. Directly after the Jets signed Keenan Cole. They uh they agreed to agreed to contract terms with uh with with former Chargers Garden Center Dan Feeney. Feeney is most likely not going to be starting anywhere on the offensive line. He's mostly just uh, insurance backup, which is good because last year our, our our backup insurance was Josh Andrews, and we and we all know how uh how that went those few games where we were missing some of our centers and guards. And then the latest move the Jets made was signing safety Lamarcus Joyner to a one-year deal. Uh, Joyner. It's not really a signing to make him a starter per se, or, or expecting him to make to come in and make a, a large impact. But it's more more insurance at the safety position because right now all we have is Marcus May and Ashton Davis. I'm not too sure if if that's the the best way to step into training camp with only those two players at the at those positions. So Joiner will be depth, and if Ashton Davis, second year player, is isn't ready to start week one of his second season. I think Joyner will definitely step in and start there until Ashton Davis is ready to come in and play. But those are all the moves the Jets have made so far. Uh, I got some contract numbers here. Let's take a look at that. So when the Jets signed Corey Davis, they inked into a three-year deal worth $37.5 million with $27 guaranteed up front. Uh, this contract is pretty front-loaded, so after the first two years are up, uh, Joe Douglas can, can virtually cut Corey Davis at, from, from that third year for virtually nothing, which is fine. Corey Davis is a young player. Um, these next two years, I'm sure he'll, he'll, be, he'll be contributing and, and producing. And if, if he isn't that third year, we can just let him go for nothing. The biggest contract they handed out was Carl Lawson. It was three years, $45 million with $30 million guaranteed up front. There's, uh, there's incentives and bonuses that can get it up to $47.4 million. However, this is just something we needed. The, the Jets haven't had a bona fide pass rusher since John Abraham, and I think this is about time that we really signed one and inked one to a deal. Jets signed Justin Hardy to a three-year, $6.75 million deal. That's basically paying nothing for a, a special teams captain, and uh, it's a pretty good deal. Joe Douglas got this guy on the cheap. The Keelan Cole contract is for one year, $5.5 million, nothing special, and... Dan Feeney's contract is two years worth $4.75 million with $1.25 million guaranteed up front. Lamarcus Joyner was signed to a one-year $4.5 million contract. So lots of one-year contracts. I don't expect most of these guys to be back around again next year, but 
we'll see how it goes. And how about we get into the uh, the rest of free agency? Because a lot of big big name players changed changed teams, and changed changed conferences, divisions, everything. And uh, let's let's get right into it. Another big headline that came up almost almost 15 minutes after. I ended uh, the episode on Monday. Was the Chiefs signed offensive guard Joe Thune to a five-year deal worth 80 million, 48 million guaranteed? Joe Thune was at the top of Jets general manager Joe Douglas's wish list for free agency going into this this uh, this this particular year, and unfortunately, the Chiefs stepped in with a godfather offer, and there's, that's something Thune couldn't refuse to go play with one of the, the best quarterbacks in the league, and also with a perennial contender. I don't blame Thune at all for not wanting to sign to a two and fourteen team. That has a lot of a lot, lot of more building to go, but that was pretty pretty depressing after that because I was pretty excited to have a new, new interior offensive lineman after how poor our interior played last season. Safety John Johnson is signing with the Browns on a three year thirty three million dollar deal with twenty four million guaranteed. One of the Browns' biggest weaknesses was safety last year, so that signing is great. John Johnson's an absolutely fantastic safety, and I'm sure he'll fit in well with that Cleveland defense and the rich getting richer. That's a theme of this uh, this free agency. Now, the next interior offensive lineman that I, I thought the Jets were going to target but allegedly didn't even make a, a call or an offer to was center Corey Lindsley, and he signed a five-year deal worth $62.5 million with the, the, uh, the Chargers. Lindsley's going to be snapping the ball to Herbert. Justin, quarterback Justin Herbert up in Los Angeles and uh, I guess if you want to get the big name free agents you gotta have players that, that you know they, they can play with at the same level so Jets missed out again on another another premier interior offensive lineman 49ers stole outside linebacker Samson Ibukam to a two year deal worth 12 million can be 13 and a half mil with incentives Niners stole a great outside linebacker from the Rams. Uh, Ibukam was, was a great compliment to Leonard Floyd on the other side. That defense and Rams definitely going to miss him. Raiders signed edge rusher Yannick Ngakwe to a two-year deal worth $26 million. Ngakwe was a free agent coming off his last year with the, the, the Vikings slash Ravens. Unfortunately for Ngakwe, he was set up for a, an even bigger payday last year if he didn't get hit with that franchise tag. So this year, he's taken the the shorter two year, two year deal with uh with with some money to hit the free agency market again in two years and find out what his value really is. Patriots spending spree did not stop on Monday as they signed wide receiver Nelson Aguilar to a two year, twenty six million dollar deal. The Patriots get another pass catcher for Cam Newton going into twenty twenty one. After the Rams lost Ibukam, they pivoted towards Leonard Floyd and gave him a four-year, $64 million deal. Floyd's a great outside linebacker. He had 10.5 sacks last year, and the Rams did not want to let him go. The Bucks keeping their Super Bowl core together, re-signing tight end Rob Gronkowski to a one-year, $10 million deal. Interesting little nugget here. The Bills apparently offered a similar contract, but Gronk turned, turned them down to re-sign with, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Patriots kept the spending spree going, signing wide receiver Kendrick Bourne to a three-year, $22.5 million deal. The Tennessee Titans signed former Steelers pass rusher Bud Dupree to a five-year, $82.5 million deal with $35 million guaranteed. This is interesting because Dupree tore his ACL about halfway through the 2020 season, and I thought maybe he'd end up having to take a, a one-year contract somewhere to, to prove his worth again, but the Titans... Don't need don't need don't need any proving, and they just hand them the five-year contract straight up, first day of free agency. Good for Bud Dupree after tearing that ACL this past season. 
Quarterback Jameis Winston reached an agreement on a one-year deal worth up to $12 million with $5 million guaranteed with the New Orleans Saints. Jameis is going to have a chance to start next year in New Orleans with Drew Brees retiring and Taysom Hill, the only, only other quarterback on co- under contract in Tampa, in, uh, excuse me, New Orleans. So that's going to be a nice uh, quarterback battle to watch going into training camp between these two, uh, I wouldn't say proven starters, but two capable starters, and we'll see who, who ends up winning that job. <clears throat> After the Bengals lost out on bringing back their own defensive end, Carl Lawson, they pivoted to Saints pass rusher Trey Hendrickson, and they inked into a deal four years worth $60 million with $32 million guaranteed. Um, the Bengals needed some sort of pass rusher after they lost Carl Lawson, so this is where they turned to. Trey Hendrickson he kind of flashed in the pan last year. His only productive year, the, the few before that, he didn't really do much. So I guess we'll see if he's just a one-hit wonder or he becomes a consistent contributor to that Bengals defense. So kicking off March 16th, the Washington football team signed quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick to a one-year $10 million deal. Fitzpatrick's going to have a chance to start competing with other quarterback Taylor Heineke in Washington. Another quarterback battle we'll get a chance to see. I think Fitz wins that. We'll see what happens. The Patriots then signed the next biggest tight end in the market, Hunter Henry, to a three-year, $37.5 million deal, including $25 million guaranteed. If you're not keeping track, the Patriots now have Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Hunter Henry, and Jonu Smith. Um, they're definitely retooling the offense in, in New England, and Bills looks like gearing up for another playoff uh, playoff run. We'll see. I mean, the Patriots have succeeded in the past with two tight end sets. Now they have two great tight end options with Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. And Patriots will be an interesting team to watch next year. It all depends how Cam bounces back from this rough year he had. Jaguars made their first biggest splash of free agency, signing former Seahawks cornerback Shaquille Griffin to a three-year deal worth $44.5 million with $29 million guaranteed. The Jaguars need all the help they can get all over their roster, so it's no, it's no shock to me that they're making a few splashes to get some, some players in. Shaquille Griffin's nowhere near an elite corner, but he's definitely starting caliber, and I'm sure he'll, he'll play well down in, in uh, Jacksonville with that Urban Meyer defense. The Packers gave tight end Robert Tunyon the second round restricted free agency tender. The Packers will then have a chance to match any offer he signs or get back a second round pick, which is what the, the tender means. The Bengals made another defensive splash, signing former Steelers cornerback Mike Hilton to a four-year deal worth $24 million with $8.5 million guaranteed in the first year. The Bengals had to make some moves to shore up that defense, especially after losing cornerback William Jackson, which we'll get into in a little bit. The Giants and defensive lineman Leonard Williams agreed on a three-year deal for, ten, for uh, $63 million with $45 million fully guaranteed. The Giants were, were a little... Being held captive a little bit with the Leonard Williams uh, contract talks, they didn't make any moves in free agency until they knew they, they had this contract done. So the Giants get back an important piece on the defensive line, and Leonard Williams gets paid. Former Cowboys and Bengals quarterback Andy Dalton is signing a one-year $10 million deal with a chance to earn another $3 million in, its, in incentives with the Chicago Bears. Um, Andy Dalton uh, was told that if he signed, he would get the starting job. So it's looking like Andy Dalton's going to be the starter going into training camp for the Chicago Bears. It's not exactly the place you want to be if you're a Bears fan, but it's I would say it's definitely better than a combination of Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. Former Chargers quarterback Terod Taylor reached an agreement on a one-year deal worth up to $12.5 million with the Houston Texans, $6 million guaranteed. Terod Taylor is the perennial draft a rookie quarterback, let Taylor start the first few games, and then bench him for your rookie. Um, 
this move just makes it a little bit more likely that the the Texans are are preparing for the situation where they don't have Deshaun Watson on the roster, and they have a rookie quarterback they have to mentor a little bit. So, I don't know. Tyrod Taylor once again bouncing around from team to team as that bridge stopgap quarterback. The Jaguars gave former Lions wide receiver Marvin Jones a two-year, $14.5 million deal, including $9.2 million fully guaranteed. Jaguars getting some more weapons for Trevor Lawrence when he comes into town the next month. The Dolphins, after losing quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, inked Colts or former Colts quarterback Jacoby Brissett to a one-year deal. Um, apparently, Brissett knows the offense, and I, I guess he's insurance if the Tua project really doesn't work out. The Bills landed wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders to a one-year, $6 million deal that includes another 500 k in incentives. After cutting John Brown, the Bills needed a, a second receiver on, on the outside, opposite side of Stephon Diggs, and Emmanuel Sanders was definitely one of the best they could get at, get at that price on the market, and they get their John Brown replacement, and Josh Allen gets another veteran weapon. Bengals cornerback William Jackson reached an agreement with the Washington football team for three years, $42 million, 26 mil up front. Um, Washington football team defense was great last year. Their only weakness was the secondary, and they're making some moves to cheer that up and make sure it's not as much of a weakness as it was last year. Former Packers running back Jamal Williams signed a two-year deal worth up to $7.5 million with the Detroit Lions. After, after the Packers paid Aaron Jones, there was really no shot they were bringing Williams back, especially with uh, A.J. Dillon sitting back there, so Lions get a new running back. Broncos exercised their team option on pass rusher Von Miller, so he'll be back with the team next year. There were some questions about that going into free agency, but Von Miller will be a Bronco for at least 2021. The Chiefs released running back Damian Williams, Super Bowl 54 hero. If you don't remember, he's the guy who made that, that game-clinching touchdown run in the last minute of the game. He opted out in 2020 due to some family members being a little bit more uh, receptive to the virus than others. So this last little nugget from uh, March 16th free agency was Chicago made a very aggressive pursuit of Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson per sources. The Bears were told that Seattle was not trading him at this time, and Chicago put together a very interesting package. They had three first-round picks, uh, a second, a third, and Akeem Hicks and Kyle Fuller, defensive tackle and cornerback respectively, and the Seahawks turned this down. So the package for Russell Wilson is going to have to be huge, and I'm not sure if that's ever going to come to fruition. In the wee hours of the morning on March 17th, Trent Williams and San Francisco 49ers uh, came to an agreement on a contract worth six years, $138 million, to become the highest paid offensive lineman in NFL history. $55 million of it was guaranteed, and the, the Niners and Trent Williams come to an agreement, and they're able to run it back a few more years. Trent Williams is 33, but the Niners obviously think his play will not decline over the next few years, given that six-year contract, and Trent Williams gets paid. You're listening to The Breath of Fresh Jets with Charlie Badwini. After losing uh, Nelson Aguilar to free agency, the Raiders are signing wide receiver John Brown to a one-year deal worth $3.75 million. That can get up to $5.5 million with incentives. John Brown was pretty solid for the Bills the last two years and the Ravens before that. He's mostly just a deep threat, so he'll definitely fill in that Nelson Aguilar role pretty well in uh, Las Vegas. The Cardinals are signing wide receiver A.J. Green to a one-year deal worth up to $8.5 million, including $6 million guaranteed. Uh, right now, Larry Fitzgerald's a free agent, so 
the only only wide receivers the the Cardinals have under contract are DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, and a few depth guys back there. So they really needed a, a solid number two option. Christian Kirk is not that guy. And they get another veteran to pair up with DeAndre Hopkins to try and run it back in Arizona and give Kyler some more weapons going into year three. Another piece of the Tampa Bay Super Bowl core is coming back. The Bucks re-signed kicker Ryan Suckup to a three-year deal worth $12 million with $6.25 million guaranteed. Um, Suckup was totally reliable for the Buccaneers last year. He didn't miss a lot, and they got a very important piece of the team back to go again to that Super Bowl run in 2021. Former Panthers wide receiver Curtis Samuel is reuniting with his old head coach Ron Rivera in Washington, signing a three-year contract worth $34.5 million. Uh, Samuel's a, a, the definition of a gadget player. I, I thought the Jets were going to be in on him. He's not a receiver. He's not a running back. He's a hybrid, and you can use him anywhere you want all over the field. One of my favorite players in football. He's just absolutely electric. Perennial Pro Bowl cornerback Patrick Peterson has reached an agreement on a one-year deal worth $10 million with the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota really had a tough secondary last year. They had a lot of young guys there. And they're bringing in Patrick Peterson to start and mentor those young guys up so they can become just as good as Patrick Peterson was. Uh, I, I like this move for the Vikings. It seems like a good fit. A few headlines that came from this day. Uh, the Raiders are trading standout center Rodney Hudson to the Arizona Cardinals for a third-round pick. Rodney Hudson is easily one of the best centers in football, and the Cardinals were really in on Corey Lindsley, but he picked the Chargers over them. So the Cardinals get a new center, and Kyler Murray gets some more protection. A quarterback named Monitor, uh, quarterback Gardner Minshew has received uh, some interest from, from teams around the league. The Jaguars have received a few calls about him going into the future, and uh, it looks like some teams are looking at him to be their backup quarterback. Minshew, who was drafted in 2019, showed flashes the past two seasons, but never enough to hang on to that starting job for a full season. Uh, maybe he needs a few years to develop still, or he's just going to be a perennial backup, but He's receiving interest from around the league. So, Chris Mortensen of ESPN reported that all eyes in New York are on BYU's Pro Day on March 26th. If Zach Wilson checks all the boxes, he will be the Jets' pick at number two, and the team would then finally move on from Sam Darnold. After losing Hunter Henry, the Chargers pivoted and signed a tight end Jared Cook to a one-year $6 million contract. Jared Cook's like 34 or 35, but he's only a one-year stopgap for the Chargers to figure out that tight end position. Former Dolphins and Cardinals running back Kenyon Drake reached an agreement with the Las Vegas Raiders on a two-year, $11 million contract that includes up to $14.5 million guaranteed with the Raiders. Even with Josh Jacobs, the Raiders are looking for some more running back depth, and Kenyon Drake's probably easily one of the best second running backs in the league. It looks like they might be trying to replicate that Cleveland Browns success with uh, the Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb one-two punch. So Raiders could have an interesting offense going into next year. The Giants signed former Vikings tight end Kyle Rudolph to a two-year, $16 million deal. What this tells me is the Giants don't have a lot of faith in Evan Ingram going into the future, and this is just some veteran insurance at the position. The Dolphins signed wide receiver Will Fuller to a one-year, $10 million contract. Fuller gets the one-year deal treatment, and he'll have a chance to hit the market again in 2022 to find out his real value. Former Bears quarterback Mitchell Trubisky signed a one-year, $2.5 million deal with the Buffalo Bills. He'll be the backup in Buffalo beneath Josh Allen, and they have similar skill sets, except Josh Allen is just a crazy boatload more talented. So good insurance for the Bills at the quarterback position. So to finish off this busy news week news episode, let's just get what we get with the uh, the last few headlines from, from uh, free agency this week. 
Talking to reporters, Eagles GM Howie Roseman was given a couple chances to commit to Jalen Hurts as the starter, but doesn't do it. Mentions Hurts is currently the only QB on the roster, and the goal is to look at free agency, the trade market, and the draft to strengthen the QB room. So it looks like I don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to be the starter next year. I guess we'll like we'll wait for the draft, wait for free agency to play out a little bit more. Raiders asked backup quarterback Marcus Mariota to take a pay cut down to just three million this year, and he if he refuses to do so, the team will move on by either cutting him or releasing him. And Mariota is expected to have a market after showing flashes last year in a few games where Derek Carr missed some snaps. The Bengals signed former Vikings left tackle Riley Reef. Uh, contract details are not public yet, but Joe Burrow gets some more protection from his offensive line. Juju Smith-Schuster is signing a one-year, $8 million contract to return to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Allegedly, he, he was in contact with the Jets this past week and was also in contact with the Ravens, Chiefs, and Eagles, but Juju decides to stay home in Pittsburgh on a one-year deal and hit the market again in 2022 to find out his value. The Broncos and franchise-tagged safety Justin Simmons reached an agreement on a four-year, $61 million contract that includes $35 million in guaranteed money. Justin Simmons becomes the highest-paid safety in football and highest-paid safety all-time, and he definitely earned it after playing on the franchise tag last year and getting tagged once again. He gets that deal done, and the Broncos keep their guy. So after that busy week, if you can believe it, there's still a lot of talented players out on the market who haven't signed yet. I think Joe Douglas is going to be super aggressive with a lot of guys where he sees value, guys he thinks he can get on a one-year deal maybe to come in and, and, and contribute this year. But when, don't be shocked if there are any other major moves, major trades. Teams are still trying to get under the cap before the draft. There's still plenty of moves left to be made. So that's going to be it for today, guys. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of moves left to be made, and I'll be coming back again next week with some more free agency updates, and I'm sure the Jets will have a few new players by then as well. So have a great week. You've been listening to The Breath of Fresh Jets with Charlie Bedwick.